At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Thursday morning, December 16, 2021. It is the Beating the Book podcast, Megapod, live from the D, our home each and every week on the Megapod. Gil Alexander, Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations, at Circus Sports, Derek Stevens, conciliary, as always, here at the D with me. And Todd Wishnev from his mom's cork attic somewhere in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Our esteemed guest this week. Speaking of the conciliary, Mike Palm. He's conciliary, as I mentioned, for Derek Stevens, who runs the joint, owns the joint, Circus Sports, and, of course, the D part of that uh, can we call it conglomerate? Is that a lot? Can we call it a conglomerate? Do you like that word? Hey, I guess you could say whatever you want on this podcast, but uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Dude, all right. Can we ever? Uh, Derek Stevens, everybody. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. You were kind enough to come last year. Your annual appearance. Can we call it an annual appearance on the Megapod? We appreciate it, man. Sure. Thank you. Thanks, Gil, for inviting me. Mike, for inviting me. Todd, thank you very much. Honored to be here. And, and you have come equipped with your survivor grid, which I want to get to off the top which is you have got to be, because you this was all you. You were the guy who, uh, obviously, you have a hand in everything that goes on here, but this was really your baby, right? Like, you wanted to do a Survivor contest. Everybody else was doing handicapping, standard five games. You guys do that with millions. But Survivor in just two years has become so awesome. You've got to be truly fulfilled by that. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of bittersweet in some ways. I kind of... Uh... You know, I kind of like this year the way it's playing out and get people uh, get people into it. I mean, I've played Survivor for more than 30 years. And, yeah. uh, and, and all the ups and downs throughout all those decades, you know, I've had some great, great uh, sweats over the years. And I just really wanted to give an opportunity for, uh, for others to, to participate. I mean, obviously, this starts off as office pools. And, you know, in the Midwest, maybe you're a little bit more prevalent. And, uh, and I just thought that Survivor could take off. So all that being said... 
Um, I'm glad we did it last year. I'm very glad we're, we're doing it this year. And I'm glad so many people made it through the middle of the season to be able to kind of start to see a little bit of the light yeah. at the end of the tunnel and, and understand the strategy behind this. I mean, this is like a multiplayer chess match here. This is, a, this is terrific. Now, at the same point, I'll also tell you, um, I took a big chunk of uh, profit sharing out of some of my guys like uh, Mike and everything else like that because, you know, you could build a lot of great things when you take a million eight hit on, uh, on an idea. Uh -oh. So uh, fortunately, I don't I don't uh, really have a scenario where I'm getting fired for it. But uh, but uh, <laughs> but I think we might have bit off more than we could chew in our first year. So what you're saying if somebody year. else came up with this, they might be gone is what well, you're saying. Well, I don't know. We're pretty we're pretty uh, no, you know, good we're pretty that. good about dealing with, yes, with ideas are. and some work and some don't. You yeah. know, that's the whole thing. We try a lot. Of things some work some don't mikey you know we sat in the meeting back in the spring deciding format and and, and we came down to the end well what are the guarantees do we still want to do a guarantee yes we do want to do a guarantee you know we expected survivor to grow exponentially uh it was sort of you know harmed by the pandemic last year and it was the first year and not and we didn't really have a chance to introduce it to the market of people that didn't understand it yet at that point or hadn't heard of it so we finally got to a discussion point where it, I said, what about 4 million and 4 million? It's guaranteed for both. And it, there seemed to be general agreement in the room. And, and I thought we were going to, we were going to, uh, you know, end the meeting and go forward. And then, then Derek said, nah, you know, 8 million, just not sexy enough. And I said, oh, really? But two years ago, 1.5 million was a very sexy number. So, you know, he wanted to do 10. There's sexy inflation, Mikey. It's yeah, sexy inflation. Yeah, tell me. Tell me. It's all inflation now. But so that that's where it was, Gil. He said, let's let's do 10 million. I said, okay, five and five. No, not five and five. Not five and six and four. Six, six and, and four. We're going to get 5,000 more people than we did last year. We had 1,390. We're going to get 5,000. More people in the Survivor. And, you know, it, it ended up they were both just a little over 4,000. 4,080 entries in Survivor. And I don't, I don't mean to, to not talk about Circa Millions because yeah. obviously that's awesome too. Yeah. But 4,080 in Survivor. We're down to 23. 23 survived. All 23 survived last week. 21 different people with 23 entries because two people have two. Uh, and there's still the possibility of the $1 million bonus in Week 18. I guess that's what I want to ask you, Derek, is um, so – the rules that you guys both came up with, the $1 million bonus at the end if you still had the Chiefs and the Bucks available. Um, also, of course, the biggest things are the Thanksgiving and Christmas quirks. Thanksgiving was a standalone week last year. You added Christmas week. And in the end, we know people who didn't like that. They thought it added too much luck to the process. I would kind of argue that it's awesome because it almost adds more strategy to it. Yes, there's more luck. But I think the strategy overweighs that. You, you've got you've to be happy about that, too, I would think, in, in the wash in the end. Yeah, I mean, last year when we had 35 uh, contestants go 18-0 and 0, and we had just over 1,000 contestants, I kind of thought, well, you know, obviously with us putting the guarantee out, we thought we were going to have far many more contestants. And we thought that, you know, we got to add a, a little bit more complexity and a little bit more strategy to it. So um, the NFL gave us the gift of the extra week. So that took care of one extra leg, but I just didn't think 19 was going to be enough. Um, and I really liked the way when the schedule came out that we could create this Christmas week because I think the strategy of the Thanksgiving week, everyone really likes it, and it makes you think in week two and week three, sure. am I going to shoot the am I going to shoot the Bears Lions? Am I going to shoot shoot the Cowboys or something like that? 
So I kind of thought, okay, we're going to take that same theme, and we we have a three-day, three three-game Christmas week between the Thursday and the two two Saturday games, and I thought what that would do would would create more strategy. So I thought it would reduce randomness, reduce luck, because now you have to protect for these six teams in Thanksgiving and these six teams in on Christmas. And uh, and I thought I thought going uh, a twenty and zero was was going to be uh, you know probably the right number with the number of people because because it's not linear it's exponential I mean the nineteenth you know the nineteenth selection the twentieth selection makes it a lot lot harder yeah and just to wrap it up the survivor talk though just to let people know of those twenty three remaining entries each with an ex- intrinsic value currently of over two hundred sixty thousand dollars almost two hundred sixty one thousand. Uh, for this week's purposes of the big favorites, Dallas and Buffalo not available to anybody in the field. 16 of 23 have Miami available. 15 of 23 have San Francisco available. 13 of 23 have Arizona available. And just 4 of 23 have Tampa Bay available. Maybe they're saving Tampa Bay for the last week. Uh, by the way, 2 of 23 have Kansas City available for that last bonus. And the other little thing, 10 of 23 have Green Bay available for Christmas. Green Bay has all of a sudden looked like the only Christmas play to make. Um, but obviously only 10 people have that option. 10 entries have that yeah, option. Yeah, I mean, back in August, we're talking about how you got to save Arizona. you got to save yeah, Arizona. Yeah, we were. And that looked like, that looked like to, you know, the initial, the initial strategy that you got to hang on to. But then what's happened with both Green Bay and Cleveland, Green Bay has become probably the play you got to save for Christmas. Yeah. It's become more the favorite. Now, out of, all, out of, um, out of our 23 entrants, 22 of them have either Green Bay or Arizona. Ah. Um, I, I think what you're going to see, you got this other team that's lurking out there that has a lot of availability, and I think the Tennessee Titans are going to be very critical um, yeah. for, for these entrants moving forward here because the availability is there, and there's a couple of, couple of situations where, you know, when you start thinking about, you know, the, the interview you did with Joe Pito, you're thinking about, okay, it's one thing to, to, to make your selection and survive, but now you, re- you really have to evaluate the pot. you got to figure out, okay, what's someone else doing? There could be a reason why not taking um, one, of the, one, of, one of those two on Christmas. You may have an opportunity to significantly yes. increase your, your intrinsic value on a ticket. So you really got to evaluate how you, how you play every one of these out. I know I talked to Parlay G the other day on Sunday. So Parlay G's flying in every every Sunday morning, and and he's making his own hedge bets uh, in the book. One of the last entrants. Yeah, one of the last entrants, yeah. and and he has mapped out for every entrant what he expects them to do. I think that's uh, he's working do his way point. working his way back. So I, I yeah. thought I had a really interesting conversation uh, with with uh, him and Banksy on a Sunday about yeah. that. And I think before the season, I said it here, which is, I don't think you map out the whole season to begin with. I think you play to survive early, and then you play to win which is what Joe said the other day on Sunday, or excuse me, on Tuesday on the numbers game as well. Um, really, really fascinating game for sure. And then circa millions, the lead, the leader is what now through? 51, in, now Hannibal Bark is first and second. One of his entries, 51 and 19. He's in second place at 50 and 20. Then there's a three-way tie for third. Two of them with the same person, Derbify, and Mad Russian has the other one at 49 and 21. So Barca's got a, a two-game lead over those three, and and an entry in between them as well with four weeks to go. I don't even know what to think about millions and any handicapping contest anymore in the NFL with five games a week. It You don't want to take away anything from Obviously, he's got one and two there, right? But, like, 
is it anything but a massive pool where one person is just sort of randomly going to be awesome? Because is there any rhyme or reason to this? Like Las Vegas, Chris had two great years. James Salinas had two great years. Even that's not a big enough sample size, right? To like really know if you can do this. As Roxy Roxborough famously says, Gil, nobody wins in football long term. Nobody. And that was even back then. Now, good for him, man, or good for her or whoever it is. Remember when Hannibal Barker was at like 73% and Paulie had the theory, let's fade him the whole rest of the way. That yeah, hasn't gone so well. That don't hasn't that. gone so well. Don't but it's that. interesting with two entries here, or even for Derbify with two, at what point, because they've been making same entries with these, right? At what point, two weeks left, one week left, do you vary at, at the end? I think you what, go what one your position week left. Is one week left? I think yeah. so. Because that's the, that's the hammer at the end, yeah. if you have that option. Yeah, still probably too early. Yeah. Still too early with four weeks left in uh, in millions. Millions three, by the way. Uh, Todd, how did we do last week? Todd. Todd, who has not shaved well, since the Eisenhower administration now. It's interesting that when you and Mikey agreed, it didn't work out so well for the two of you. Oh, that is interesting. Uh, the the Woofty uh, football team, which I was also going to take, but when I saw you two take it, I realized that was a mistake. I stayed away from the Woofties, and the Woofties did what the Woofties do. They didn't and have that any is players play on defense. By the they time play we, like a bad no, organization. We, we made the pick on Thursday. We found out Saturday they wouldn't have half their defense. It was like the entire practice squad had to come. <laughs> oh, now you need a defense. No, oh, no. come on. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I'm, I, kidding. I'm, a, I'm a lifelong fan. I didn't All know those players. Saying, it's just funny that whenever you got, whenever more than like two of us agree, that pick never wins. You guys also agreed on Arizona on Monday Night Football and took it in the old keister on that one as well. So both of you guys went one and two. I also went one and two with my every week winner, Jags Under. Oh, let's flush and that of out. My Jags Under wins every week. That's the only thing I pick correctly. Let's flush out your um, losses, my, though. What did oh, you, my what losses did you lose were on? The, Buff, the Buffalo Bills, which I totally deserve the whole way. And well, I got we saw you picking over. Buffalo. We knew that was a loser. That, that was a joke. That was a joke. That I didn't deserve to cover at the end when I should have covered because clearly the Bills were the wrong side the whole time, and then they were going to cover, That's and then they didn't correct. cover. Yeah. And then Jets... Uh, the Jets didn't really have a chance, so that was a bad pick. Um, yeah. On the teeth, so, so the, basically the standings say the same. Mikey is 18, 20, and 1. You're a half game behind at 18 and 21. I'm two behind in the loss column. I'm sorry. I messed it up. You are 17. I'm going the wrong way. Oh, jeez. You are 19 and 23. Mikey is 19, 22, and 1. Stays a half a game ahead of you again. And I am 18 and 24. On the teaser side, everybody won their teasers. So you are six and seven, one. Mikey, seven and seven. And I am nine and five. Mikey with an incredibly lucky teaser win when the Pittsburgh Steelers decided, well, actually, when the guy on Minnesota decided to taunt at 29 oh, to nothing. That was the key. As soon as he did it, I said to myself, watch that be important. And all of a sudden, here we go, and we're back into the old NFL. It comes down to the last play. It doesn't matter if it's 29 to nothing. It's always going to come down to the last play. It's all Blanco. 36 to 28. Pittsburgh got the ball all the way to the 12-yard line. By the way, the ball was in Fryermuth's hands in the end zone. I know. He could have caught that ball for a touchdown. Nice. That was unbelievable. Nice job by Chase Claypool uh, wasting time with his first down. Uh, and then to blame the guard that came over and tried to get the ball from him. Yeah. He blamed the guard. Well, it wasn't all wrong, right? Like, he started the stupidity, and then he, the guard made it worse. Joe Green had the best quote. Yeah. Who said, what are we doing, trying to win games or show our behinds? Yeah. 
Did Joe Green have a nickname, by the way? Uh, he was mean. Yeah. Mean Joe Green. By the way, when that's happening, aren't you guys just saying to yourself, Kirk Cousins, what do you, is Kirk Cousins going to throw? My friend texted me, he goes, Kirk Cousins is going to throw a pick six here. Immediately, he threw that interception to the guy. I don't know how the Steelers defensive back didn't get in the end zone, but he threw that oh, interception. Yeah, the guy's running gas. the other way. Yeah. And you're just like, what? How is this happening every week to Kirk? Because it's unbelievable. I he ran out of gas after 15 yards. He was out of gas. I didn't get that. I texted. I was like, how did he not score? I, I, All right. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. When Tomlin's down 15 and he scores, I don't like going for two there. Because it takes all the momentum out of their sales when they don't get to two and now they're down nine. I know some people say you want to the know. Other you want to know how many yeah, scores. But I thought it stunted the momentum right there for them. Yeah, uh, I had Rufus on. That's Rufus always the, that's the age old. That's the age-old argument. Do you want to know uh, yeah. ahead of time what you need, or do you do you want to keep the momentum? I don't think there's a right or a wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think most people most people were offended, right? I got like at least three or four tweets when Baltimore tried to take it from nine to seven, and I do think it's about knowing the future, right? You want to know what you need. There is the old school thought, which is what you're talking about, Mikey. Doesn't make it the wrong thought. It's the old school thought, which is no, you want your players having the mentality that it's only one more score, but it's really not one more score, right? It's that you got to go six and two. And if you leave that two for the end, you're just leaving it up to the gods at that point. But the nine and seven is different, Gilly, because in the nine and seven, you're taking yourself out of even having that opportunity to get the, the last touchdown if you miss it. What Mikey's saying on the 15 is just wait to do it on the last one as opposed to do it on the, the earlier one. Right. Those are two sort of different, a little well, bit different. Well, a little things. bit different. Nine. Let's just take nine, nine to seven versus eight to six. Nine to seven is about knowing the future, knowing what you need. Eight to six is actually a mathematical probability enhancement for winning. You actually should right. go from eight to right. six. Yeah. But Mikey brought it up about fifteen. Fift at fifteen, right. should they have should they have just kicked the extra point there? And he's 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 of the uh, opinion that you want to keep the uh, momentum rolling, well, which yeah. I, you know I don't have a problem with that. It was like the self fulfilling prophecy for all the Minnesota fans watching Cousins implode in a game that they absolutely were dominating, right? So I thought that kind of took a little bit of the pressure off of Cousins. The next drive, knowing they were still up two scores with four minutes to go or five minutes to go. All right, let's talk about Thursday. Before we get to our best bets, let's talk about, I don't know, by the way, I have no idea how we're all getting the three best bets this week. Um, but Thursday night football tonight, it is now a three-and-a-half point spread. So it's gone from three to four to three-and-a-half, excuse me, three to four to three, back to three-and-a-half in favor of the uh, Chiefs tonight on the road against the Chargers. So the issue with so many of our games, it's official podcast, uh, the issue is that Chris Jones, COVID for the Chiefs. Rashawn Slater, their standout offensive lineman for the Chargers, COVID. Pro I think it means more that Slater's out, but that's uh, that's just my opinion. The issue is that both Austin Eckler and Derwin James are questionable. So I'm not sure how I can make any preflop bet on this, not knowing if those two guys are playing or not, or either of those two guys. Do you guys have any bets on this game tonight so far? Um, I do not, but, um, you know, People often ask, well, what are you going to need? Well, when you have a situation like what's going on this week, bets come in far later because no one wants to make an early bet. Yeah. So our, our volume on this game, which should be over the top, it's not as of right now because exactly for the reasons you stated, people want to wait. Um, I, uh, I think if you had to make a play right now, I think you got to be looking at the Chargers. Chargers are at home, Chargers the money, and then – the way COVID plays out, you may have you may have a certain move where you're going to get a lot of value on the Chargers play over the next, let's say, six hours. 
mm-hmm. where I have a hard time believing you, you can get a lot of value out of a Chiefs play because it, at three and a half, it doesn't really make that much of a difference if it goes to a five and a half effectively. Yeah, I mean, you get the four, but but I think if you had to make a play right now um, and considering that um, the COVID numbers may be random, I would take the I would take the Chargers right I now. I think I agree with all of that. Mikey, you? I lean Chiefs, but I think this is the way you play this. Because I think if the Chargers win tonight, they're going to run the table and win the West. You lay 165 with the Chiefs tonight, and you can find plus 240 to win the division with the Chargers. That's how you would play. That's how I would okay. play. Okay. All right. Look at Mikey go. Um, That's interesting. That's I like that idea. Bill. The, 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 uh, I think that, you know, I've only said it five million times, but I think people are starting to get the idea. You have to bet these games in-game. And this could not be any more of the most obvious scenario now this week when everybody's out in every single game. You have no idea who's playing. Just watch the damn game and then bet. My God, why wouldn't you wait? Todd, it makes I, no sense. I've never heard you mention that before. It's the first time I've ever No, I've never mentioned no. it. I've never mentioned it. But you know what? If the guys if you want to keep betting pregame, go ahead and keep betting pregame. All right. Well, we have to make three pregame bets here, Todd. That's how this works. So I understand. Uh, it's, it's increasingly difficult because there's so many other games with moving parts. But, Derek, we'll start with you. What, as of Thursday morning anyway, and this is the problem, we do this early in the, earlier in the week, obviously, with, with not complete information, but what's your first best bet? Well, let me, let me just ask Todd. Todd, you listed out the, uh, the, the records of Mike, uh, Gill, and yourself. You ever keep records of who, how the guests have done? Yes. How have the guests done? Uh, you know what? I don't have their cumulative, but I can tell you. I mean, I have all their picks. How did Jeff, you Jeff Schwartz do last week, for instance? Okay, Jeff Schwartz. He had Chiefs Raiders under 48. That didn't seem to come through. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three and a half with the miracle overtime. And the Niners minus one and a half, which also was two pretty fortunate, I would say. Yeah, yeah. two and one. And, he hit and then his, his teaser was Green Bay minus six and a half and Seattle minus two and a half. The week prior to that, we had Dr. Bob. He had the Buffalo minus two and a half that week. That was the New England week, I think. So he lost that. I think he had Seattle plus three and a half. I, f- I forget who they were playing. And Indy minus 10. I think he went two and one as well. I mean, we, I could go back and, and look through and, and see what their records are as a cumulative if you really wanted me to. That was they were playing the 49ers. He went two and one. Yeah. Yeah, I think he went two and one. He went two and one. Okay. All right. I can even get Derek Stevens. We had this guy named Derek Stevens on. Last year, and I have his guest picks too. If you want to know, I oh, how did he do? Oh boy, how did that guy do? I'm looking well, forward. He's, he's, I don't he's even very good at cre- he's very good at creating sexy football contests. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, Derek, what All is right. number one for you? Number one, um, I will take after what we saw with uh, with Arizona. Um, at Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed Three Six Five. Twenty-one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. 
We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, for the first time this season, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna like the Detroit Lions at home plus 13. I just think there may be an opportunity here where this is a game that Arizona needs to win. Uh, but this is one of those types of games where Dan Campbell seems to be keeping his team in uh, in the games. Um, I know they've had they had severe running back issues last week and uh, got blown out. But this is the this is the type of type of game where you get a little bit of a Lions comeback. I view the Lions in a far different light than I look at the Raiders, to be honest. I I think the Raiders may be one of the worst teams in football today, hmm. where I don't think the Lions are the worst team in football. So Lions uh, plus 13 would be my first selection. All right. The one I agree with Derek. That, uh, yeah. The Raiders, the Raiders seem like dead men walking. It, they just, they just look like they're just done. How about that game you know? Saturday? The the Raiders and the Browns, where the Browns are completely decimated. Their starters all on the COVID list. We don't know if Baker Mayfield's playing. If not, it'll be Case Keenum. And then the Raiders, we don't know if Darren Waller's playing. And now the Raiders are favorites in that game. I know you have a play on that coming up, Mike. Yes. What's your number one? Is that from that I'm game? I'm going to take the Browns. Okay. What's the number now, Todd? It's moving every minute. Browns plus what? Mm, I see Browns plus one, one, one and a half. I say plus one is mostly. Whatever it is. Now, look, I think this is an overreaction if it's just mainly based on Baker Mayfield. I've been calling for a month for Case Keenum to be playing with this Oh, a lot of us have, yeah. He's better right now. He's better. Baker Mayfield is just inaccurate. Think that they almost gave away that game to a team with no quarterback. They couldn't throw the ball last week. Right? That's that's unfathomable. And, and. You know, the Raiders, I agree with what Derek's saying. They're in a worse spot maybe than the Lions. Paul Howard said two weeks ago he didn't think the Raiders would win another game this year. And he might just be right. He probably could have got a pretty nice price on that, that they lose their last six games. Um, But they're in bad shape. They can't really move the ball without Waller. I mean, they were done four minutes into that game in Kansas City uh, this past weekend. I just, you know... When you look at the odds boards right now, the Browns are the second choice and not far behind the Ravens to win the AFC North. They're still in this thing through all of their problems. Let's not forget how good their offensive line is. They have a lot of talent. They can rush the passer. I got to take the Browns. I think, you know, moving this game eight points is too much of an overreaction. This would really stink for the Browns, who are 7-6 and and in it, if this is what caused them not to make the playoffs. But that's the first of two games on Saturday. Hey, Mike, I think a key thing in what you just said is that is um, the determination on whether Waller will play. Yes. I could argue that, I would argue that, that Darren Waller might be a top 10 most impactful player on any on any team. Maybe even a top, top five. five. Because without... Offense and defense? I'm just saying Waller, I believe whether so. Waller's yeah. playing or not, he is the most impactful. I mean, I'm putting him up there like, you know, you got, what well, if Brady's out, makes a big difference. But I'm, no. I mean, Waller, Waller. Rodgers is number one. Yeah, I mean, certainly I'm saying Rodgers, uh, Rodgers, Brady. But Darren Waller has such an incredible impact on this Raiders team. 
So for me to play that game, that, that'd be one I would definitely need to know one way or the other. I, I need think to know, still... too. I, I say it on a numbers game all the time. Well, you can't bet on the Raiders if Waller's not playing. But if he's playing, it's a completely different story. It's sort of the same with the Falcons and Cordero Patterson. It's sort of the same with the Niners and Debo, though not as much. But I, I completely agree with the Waller thing. That's the first of two games on Saturday. Obviously, the uh, Colts-Patriots game is another marquee game Saturday night, which is great to have Saturday NFL. Todd, your first pick? I, I like what Mikey said about Baker Mayfield. I mean, every time I watch those progressive commercials of Baker Mayfield, I'm thinking, did progressive buy like the jersey of last year's guy who got cut from the team? I mean, they made this entire giant spend on Baker Mayfield being the face of this big giant commercial thing. He might not even be the best quarterback on his team. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, I mean, I love, I love Mikey's pick. I'm not going to pick it because I have to you know, catch up on Mikey, but I, I like that pick. I'm going to go with my best pick as uh, the Bengals plus three. That's my, I, I think, that's my, I too. think the Bengals, uh Oh, that means we can't win this one. Mm -hmm. um, the Bengals plus three I, last week, you know, the Bengals really doinked that game away when they, when the guy punted late in the first half and they, they fumbled the ball on muff the punt and then they stop them and another stupid taunting. With these stupid tauntings, it's unbelievable. And to give them another chance, and then the Niners get a touchdown, now it's 17-6. And now you're behind the eight ball. But even with all of that, now you're down 20-6. to And this team just, Burrow has a little, he has that it factor. He has that it factor. I think Burrow is going to be a real star in the league if he's not already a star. To come back from 20-6 to to take it all the way to overtime, granted, no, they take the lead and then they blow it over to me, that was a lot of fortitude. It was like the opposite of Gilly Ice's tennis game. It was like, we're going to dig deep. We're going to hang in this game. No matter what happens, we're down two touchdowns. We're not quitting. We're going to hang in against a good team, and we're going to keep battling. And that's what I, I love about the Bengals, and I think they're going to be able to keep it close against the Broncos team that we all know is just mediocre. Everybody knows. They're just mediocre. Pretty decent defense. They'll play John Fox football, try not to lose. And I think the Bengals can stay inside the number, if not win the game outright by the way are we getting the full three or are we just getting the two and a half here let's be fair i think we're getting three no I'm let me seeing, what, I'm what seeing do you two have? and a half minus 120 across the okay board. so i'll take the two i'll take two and a half then. yeah Fine. i just want to be fair i'm, I'm not like mikey i'm not gonna whine since i'll take the Bengals. cincinnati is my, is my number one as well not only not only the two muffed punts todd not only the targeting call but cincinnati also had the ball fourth and one and fourth and two on another drive inside the red zone so two drives in the red zones where they settled for field goals, fourth and one and fourth and two. So it was a combination of bad special teams play, their poor decision making, and a horrible call. And yet in the end, they got it to overtime against the Niners. So and you uh, still almost pull it out. You against still the almost good pulled team. it out. That's what that's what overtime uh, usually indicates. Yeah. So Cincinnati, this this was the one line on guessing lines on Monday where I had no understanding of why Denver was favored. None whatsoever. So I thought Cincinnati should be two-and-a-half-point favorites then. This line has not moved all week, which is surprising to me. So Cincinnati's my number one pick. Can I ask well. a question? Yes. Uh -huh. I asked them all this um, before the Cincinnati Charger against Chargers, right? And I said, who is the better quarterback, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? And he said, is that question a joke? It's not even close. What? That it's Joe Burrow. That it's not close? What? It's, not even, it's a joke to oh, ask that question. I, I disagree stop with it. that. I disagree. I think he's just trying to be uh, provocative with that. Those two guys, let's just take them both. Those two guys have ruined rookie quarterbacks forever now. Because those five guys that were drafted this last year, 
you know, Mac Jones ended up in a great situation. If he plays for another team, we don't know how good he is. Trevor Lawrence ended up in a bad situation. If he ends up in a good situation, we don't know how good he is. But the group of five as a whole, like you're trying to live up to that standard, just recent history, this next draft class isn't supposed to be as good as this last one was. So I don't know how you can say one of those guys is so much better than the other. I don't think anybody agrees with that, do they? No, I just thought it was a good question. I think yeah. I think you ask 100 people, not more than 55 are going to say one way. I don't think Amal even believes that. I think he's just trying to be provocative. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Derek, number two. Number two. I like what's happening with Stafford. The Rams are coming together, and I will take the L.A. Rams uh, um, and, uh, and lay the points here uh, for my second selection. Minus four and a half now in another game that, because of COVID, has moved tremendously. I mean, that's the biggest thing of the, of the, the biggest theme in the NFL right now is how wildly these lines are moving because of COVID, because we don't know about certain players. But COVID specifically has moved, you know, that line from seven to four and a half. Uh, obviously, we just talked about the Browns and the Raiders. That's the biggest mover of all of them. And we still haven't heard non-COVID about Josh Allen. We still haven't heard about Lamar Jackson. Those line moves probably pending. Certainly pending if we find out that either of those two guys are not playing. Mikey, number two. Wait, before Mikey goes, can I just make a point about that real quick? Please. Because I think you get even more value on in-game now, and I'll tell you why. Because they're going to make these opinions on what happens pregame, and they're going to move the line, right? Yes. And they may be right that they're moving it a lot. They may be wrong that they're moving it a lot. But if you're watching the game, the in-game line is going to be based on the pregame line. If you're watching the game and you realize, hey, wait a second, they made a huge mistake in changing this way too far, they still have to make the rest of the in-game lines off of that in-game incorrect line. So in a sense, you have even more value by watching now because there's going to be such a disparity of what what are these teams really worth is COVID knocking them really four points out of whack is baker mayfield not being there really knocking these games seven points out of whack you watch the first quarter and you're like wait a second yeah they might have COVID, but they don't look that bad then the whole thing is messed up and you get to bet into lines that are messed up from the beginning it's a great point todd todd absolutely a great point we yep. talked about that last week as well that, you know, obviously the way some of the algorithms work here, they take into account the opening, the open, or the, I'm sorry, the closing line. And and your point is exactly on, exactly on, because it's greatly impacting, greatly impacting uh, the end game, and it gives you additional value in that first and second quarter. It's a great point, Toddy. Mikey, number two. Hit it, Todd. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins. Hit it. Miami Dolphins, they've won a million in a row. Let's hope it stops when Mikey picks them. We need Mikey to get an L. We need Mikey to get an L. Brian Flores, please get dumb. Please get dumb. I, I've, I've been on this Dolphins team for a while now. Yeah. And look, it's kind of funny because survivors become a play against the Jets again, like it was last year, right, when everybody was basically fading two teams. Uh, even we had somebody pick the Saints on the road last week, right? I mean, yeah. I mean that's, that's kind of the courageous pick there. Uh, but they're bad. They're a small team. Look at this Jets team on the TV. They're small. The running back is small. That Mormon quarterback seems very small. <laughs> What's the, okay. What? They seem very Mormon small. quarterbacks are always they smaller. Seem, they, they seem very going. small. They seem, yeah. They seem very small. Like they're just, they're playing, they're playing NFL, the NFL, but they're, they're not a big enough team. They're horrific. How could they? How could they be so out of that game? I, I mean, when Todd made that pick, I didn't love it last week, but I didn't hate it. 
to the way that they performed against, you know, a team with really doesn't have an NFL quarterback as well in, in the Saints. And the Dolphins defense, I put them in the top five. They're consistent. Flores, like you say about Belichick, he didn't stop knowing how to coach uh, the first six, seven weeks of the season. I still think he's one of the top coaches. And the Dolphins, believe it or not, starting out one and seven, are still in the playoff hunt here. Yeah, I like the Dolphins to win this game convincingly. Todd, Mikey, concerned that the Jets played him pretty tough the, a couple weeks ago? No, not concerned. Okay. Todd, uh, when okay. Mikey was uh, alive in the 1940s and Sid Luckman was playing, I know how that <laughs> podcast went. Why, that little Jewish quarterback. Totally see more. Well, yeah. He's very small. Very you know small. the Jew, the Jews have the the smallest quarterbacks, and then comes the really Mormons, do. then comes the Christians. The Muslims actually have a huge quarterbacks. Kaepernick was pretty big. You know. Go ahead, Todd. What's number two? Uh, my number two pick is going to be. I don't really want to do this, but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Um, wow. What what number what number do you guys have in that game? I uh, got eleven. Oh, by the way, Mikey, I have you down for Miami minus nine and a half. Is that's that the correct. fair line? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus 11 in this game against the Saints. You know what? You, you didn't impress me, Mr. Saints, beating the Jets for every reason that, that Mikey just said. And that game wasn't really a blowout. It was sort of hanging in the balance a little bit there. And I, I just still don't believe that Taysom Hill is an NFL quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. This is this is football from the 1950s. This guy, I mean, he could throw the ball a little bit, but remember what happened against Dallas, and now you're going to go against Tampa Bay. They're going to be able to move the ball. They moved the ball against everyone. They were crushing Buffalo that game. They're going to score a zillion points, and you're telling me that a guy, a team with no quarterback is going to keep up with them? It's not going to happen. This, the, the Tampa Bay is getting their 28 or 31 points. Now you've got to get Taysom Hill to 20 points. Taysom Hill can't do it. I'm sorry. Give me the Buccaneers minus 11. Uh, the the general sentiment for me is that Cincinnati is clearly my number one. Man, two and three, I'm already struggling this week because there's just so many reasons not to play it. Like, I don't – I prefer with Buffalo for Josh Allen to be ruled out and then for the line to crash with Trubisky and then to take Buffalo at a much lower number. But that's not here on Thursday morning yet. Um I think in the end what I'm going to go with here is, I hate to say this, I think I'm taking the Green Bay Packers mm. at minus five and a half on the road against the Baltimore. Green, the Green Bay Packers, oh, that's going to be trouble. Yeah, that could be very that could be very big trouble. <laughs> um, we don't know if Lamar Jackson's playing. We just saw on the screen here it said day-to-day -day on Lamar Jackson as we do this on Thursday morning. But uh, Eric Eager, Dr. Eric Eager, by the way. Uh, was on uh, Pro Football Focus. He was on uh, favorite of many at Vison. He was on um, primetime action last night, and we he he said he he made a comment. He said Baltimore knows that their team is not good. They know that players two through fifty three are not up to par, and um, I think they get that. And I think Baltimore is free falling, and I think Green Bay just goes out there and beats anybody that's in front of them. Uh, it's not a very deep analysis, but on a card where there's very little to 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 find. I think I trust them more than anybody. And I think if it's Huntley, I'm getting a good line here. So minus five and a half on Green Bay, number two. And I think, Todd, you're right. Oh, this feels like trouble. So that's number two for me. Derek, third and final. So I have a question on rule sets here because yes. my third selection was already selected. That's so okay. Does it, it's okay? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, then I'm, then I'm going to jump in with Mike Palm on the Miami Dolphins. Oh. I, uh, I think the Miami Dolphins is going to will be one of the top selected uh, teams this week in Survivor. And uh, I like the way this Dolphins thing's playing out here. So Miami Dolphins is my selection. So yeah, I'm not trying to trying to jump ahead of anybody. Oh, no, no, so, no. but, but yeah, I like I like uh, I like the Dolphins. So I'm with Mike. By the way, you and Mikey are going with a, a team that now has covered like a million in a row. Do you guys have any concern with the fact, like typically in NFL seasons, teams don't just cover forever week after week? All coin flips. I know Mikey doesn't. All coin flips are independent, Todd. Everything's Plinko. <laughs> all, all Plinko chips are independent. Hey, Todd, I, I, I fall into that category. I don't like betting on NFL teams that have covered four times in a row. I, I just generally think you always have a regression or you've got line movement that uh, – that equalizes things. I mean, I think I think actually taking a martingale on losers is the only time a martingale on a handicapped element could potentially make sense. Um, so I'm generally against it, but but I just think this Jets team is uh, is falling apart right now. What about now. the Cleveland Cavaliers? They've covered 13 in a row. Yeah, incredible. And have won nine of 11. The greatest team who's ever lived. I don't know, but what a night in the NBA it was. I know that's not off top, but oh. one of the best nights I remember in the NBA. 61 footer to win it. Back and forth, that bizarre ending in Dallas where they, they fought for each other for the rebound. It was quite a night. What do you got? By the way, you said I saw that thing that the Cleveland Cavaliers covered with 13 in a row. Are they covering really close? Like, do they have a bunch that covered by like a one or are they covering big? They're covering pretty substantially, Todd. Last night they were, mm. for sure. Yeah. Okay. What are they laying? Five, five and a half, yeah. and they won by. Uh, what's the total on the 49er Falcon game that you have there, Todd? 49er Falcons. I have 46 and a half as well. I'm going to go over, Todd, for my final pick. Over 46 Over 46 and a half. Yeah, the Falcons aren't stopping anybody. And this this 49er running game, when they have Debo Samuel as a running element, they are so good. And yet the defense could not, I mean, stop Cincinnati in the fourth quarter of that game. The Cincinnati forged their way back into a tie and not in overtime either, really. I mean, the sack on third downer, I think. Cincinnati's going to win that game and score a touchdown with the, the opening possession uh, of overtime. Taylor played it so conservative, almost like the way Nagy did on Sunday night with the, the Bears. I mean, playing so conservative, punting oh. from the plus. I mean, who has the theory? Let's make Aaron Rodgers beat us, huh? Let's, yeah. let's, 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 what kind of nonsense is that? If you had Matt Nagy first coach fired, that's a bad beat. That you know you don't He doesn't get fired Monday and then... Dumb Urban kicks the kicker and doesn't know which players are on the field and all that stuff. So, yeah, over is, in that game. Is the Urban Meyer hire the worst, now that we can look back mm-hmm. on it, is it the worst hire in the history of the NFL, mm-hmm. given his breadth of work over, you know, the months that he was on the job, January to December? I guess I can't find Mike one worse. Tice, you, you can't. No, Rich, I mean, Kotite. No, no, I mean, no, those, no, are, no. those are all on the <laughs> I, field I answers. Know. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I know, I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. I think it's I'm the kidding. worst. He was far. a clown show from day one. Yeah, yeah. Colin Coward had a good tweet. He said, coaching in the NFL is hard. It's not as hard as Urban Meyer made it look. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. And also, you know what it also tells me? All these, and, and I know this is going to get Todd to be like, well, of course. But it just is another sort of thing because no one else will say it. These college coaches that everybody worships are all idiots. Thank you. I've said it. All? It's ridiculous. All? Not all. You know what I mean. The ones that were all they of have, them. They oh, have huge. Scott they, they Frost. Have huge yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's give them a. I mean, it's unbelievable the egos of these guys and how absolutely ridiculous they are as human beings. And by the way, as, as football coaches, too, Ryan Day was a better coach than Urban Meyer the day he arrived on the field as the head coach. I think most Ohio State people feel they felt do. that way right away, yes. too. 
not just well it's like when you're on. you're watching these college games there's there's two minutes and 45 seconds left and you're winning the game and they don't tell the quarterback don't snap the ball with 19 all, seconds all on the play clock. Decisions. i mean smart. i'm not asking yeah i'm not asking for genius stuff here i'm asking you for the very very basic 100 it's unconscionable what they do on a football field let alone off it I think, it's incredible. I think Saban's the outlier. Yeah, of course he's he is. still involved in game planning and calling defenses. And I love how you called me out on all. Yes, well, no, because not all. I, <laughs> yes, not all, Mikey. You got me there. Uh, where no, are we? And there are bright. By the way, there are, there are bright coaches. And and by the way, I'm sure even some of these guys are very good at the X's and the O's. But some of these basic ideas is like incredible. It's incredible, man. Uh, Todd, number I, three. I haven't given my third. You haven't given That's your third. Correct. You want to no. go first? Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Washington. <laughs> Give me the woofs. The, the woofies. Yeah, because they're catching nine and a half now. Like, why? You should wait. Everybody steams up Philadelphia every week. You I, might be getting 11 by I mean, kickoff. I was never going to pick Washington, but it's nine and a half now. Like, I, even Why? With, even why with, is it nine and a half? I have no idea. Well, because they have 14 guys on the COVID list, right? But they played with half a defense last week, too, and still had a chance to tie Dallas at the end. So, and by the way, Terry McLaurin went out in the third quarter, yeah. concussion protocol, Heineke went out. Uh, so there's reasons why it's it's moving in that direction. I just don't know why it's moved to nine and a half. So just on principle alone, I'm taking the three-time Super Bowl champion, greatest franchise in sports history, Washington football team. Let's not talk about their <laughs> owner. By the way, Roger Goodell has already backed up Daniel Snyder. He's like, oh, he didn't, he didn't hurt, hurt the probe at all. Worst human being on earth. This is an elimination game in the NFC playoff race. Yes, it I, is. Right? I mean, well, we have a lot of those, yeah. right? Because isn't, say, Cincinnati-Denver perhaps an elimination Could game? Could be. Um, I mean, Las Vegas-Cleveland is an elimination. Well, Las Vegas has done it. By the way, I liked yeah. what, what Mikey said about that, um, taking the um, – the Chiefs minus 160 and then taking the Chargers on the division at the plus. Almost like an interesting arbitrage there. But, Mikey, is there any way you can get screwed and lose them both? Sure you could, but look at the yeah. Chargers' remaining schedule. They right, now I'm asking you, you. You've obviously looked at it. Yeah. I'm saying, what are the chances that you can get screwed and, and lose I, both? I think they're going to be significant favorites in, in all three of their final games. So, I mean, if they get upset and the Chiefs run the table, but the Chiefs have a harder schedule closing out. So I, I think if they win tonight, they run, they run the board. And I think uh, there's, you know, you put yourself in the spot of getting middled yourself with the arbitrage. But I'm pretty confident of that. There's so many of these things, too, in the NFL right now at this point, four games left, right? So there's that with the Chargers. Like, this game tonight will determine your entire narrative on both of these teams. Before. Like, all of a sudden, all these people slurping the Chiefs are going to have to back down. They're not even a division leader. The same thing with the Colts and the Patriots. All these people slurping the Patriots. That's going to go away real quick. With, with hey, the Colts wait a up. second. Wait like, a like this second. this guy right here. Uh, wait uh, a second. I mean, there's lots of these games like that this week, which I think are, are fascinating in that respect. Tennessee, by the way, is the biggest conundrum of every team. Tennessee could get a number one seed and have the bye in the first round. They just don't have their players, and they're getting them back every two weeks. So it was Julio last week. The Steelers are going to get them. It's going to be A.J. Brown next week, and it's two weeks after that's going to be Derrick Henry. So you don't know if they – like, how do you ha ha handle a team like that? They suck right now, but they could be on the mountaintop in four weeks. It's very it's, – it's, it's interesting the way that this plays out. Todd, your last one. I wouldn't be shocked, by the way, if the Steelers got him. I wouldn't either. You know, the Steelers The Steelers have this way of just sneaking up on people, even though they stink. Yeah. Uh, okay. My third pick, I'm going to take uh, – oh, man. Okay, I'm going to just hold my nose and do it. I'm going to take the Bears plus three and a half. Oh, man. Uh, 
I've watched enough Minnesota That's games trouble. to know That's that, Minnesota, <laughs> that Minnesota does not want to win a game without it being the last play of the game. So if they get down to the last play of the game and I'm getting three and a half, I'll take it. I'm, you know what? I didn't think the Bears looked that bad against uh, the Packers the other day. Defensively, they didn't look real good. I think, you know, Minnesota, Dome team, they're going to go on the road now to ugly. You know, obviously, this is a divisional game. is a huge game. What do the Bears have to play for? You know, they want to mess up the Viking season. And you, I'm getting three and a half against Kirk Cousins. You know what? There's nothing more fun than betting against Kirk Cousins, and there's nothing more painful than betting on Kirk Cousins. So I'll go against Kirk Cousins, and I'll take the Bears plus the three and a half. Soldier Field has been a house of horrors for our friend Kirk Cousins, Todd. You go back two years ago, and that's that game that got beat like 16-6 where the wide receivers called him out. They were open, and he, and he didn't throw the ball to him. And then he came out and said, yeah, I walked, looked at the tape. They were open. Then last year's the game where Paulie guaranteed they would win. At Soldier Field, and if they didn't, he'd buy everyone a beer that came. And what to, happened? Came they didn't circuit. win. They lost right? again. They lost again. I mean, he's, they've, they've really struggled at Soldier Field. Hey, hey might have some questions with who's coaching the Bears. Who's there, coaching them? There's some rumors this morning that the coaches are uh, are going to be out on this. Oh, game. I didn't hear that. Oh, so so okay. that's even better for me. That's even better for me, right, Derek? Now I, I get a well, normal coach. I don't know how you handicap Daggy. I'm not quite sure about that. Yeah, you know, did, so. did you see the, the, the Jacksonville, Tennessee line soared today? Jacksonville's the up lift. to a five and a half. You guys it's have like, them at five and a half. It's just like when he when Babcock got fired in Toronto with the Maple Leafs, remember? And you said oh, yeah. there'd be a big lift. And they were. They won yeah. like the next five games. Yeah. Look, the Jaguars are five and a half point favorites now. It's incredible. It's isn't unbelievable. It? <laughs> it's incredible. By the way, please note, I didn't I didn't pick the Jags game under this week for the first time in 100 weeks in a row because of that very reason. And because it's all the way down now to 39, they've just made it so ridiculously low. All right, teaser of the week. We got to put in our teaser of the week. What, what was what was your last pick, yo? Washington. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, Washington was nine and a half. Yeah. All right, okay. Derek, two-team, six-point teaser. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
as someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wait, wait, now wait. Mike, on the text you sent me last night, you, you're you're trying to select a two-team six-point teaser that you don't think will no, win? Yeah, no, no, that's that your, your best one. Oh. Your best one. Okay. Well, then at that point, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Chargers and I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Rams. Chargers. Wait, Rams. so you're yeah. taking you're taking the Chargers plus nine, and the Rams. Uh, what are the Rams? Plus one and a the half. Rams. I'll cross the zero. Rams plus one and a half. Okay. Mikey, I want Todd to go. Oh, we're trying first. to chase Yo, Todd, right. so Todd. we have to have him Todd go. Todd. Right, I have an insurmountable lead <laughs> oh, at nine and five against <laughs> you guys at seven and seven. It's insurmountable. Um, I Stop will it. take as my teaser. Well, I told you why I like the Bengals, so I'm going to make the Bengals plus eight and a half one of the legs because I do like the Bengals. Yeah. And I'm going to come back with a little guy with an unknown coach from from New England, uh, the New England Patriots. Uh, this is a team that I have 42 to one, a 41 to one, and 32 to one to win the Super Bowl. I've loved them all year, even though Gilly can never give us credit, can never say they're okay. I can't wait if they ever can turn the corner, and Gilly will finally give them credit. Maybe it won't happen. Maybe it won't happen. But maybe it will happen, and maybe I, he will say I was right. But I think the Patriots, um, with the ground and pound defense, can keep it within eight and a half against uh, the Colts this week. Uh, you know, I've been a Pats fan for the last seven, eight weeks, and I don't have, see any reason why to stop now. They won the game with three running plays last week, I believe. Uh, let's see what Belichick can do. By, by the way, uh, I, I had a, I had a complete brain lock on this. My, I know what my number two pick was. I don't know why I said Green Bay. Am I allowed to change my play? Yes. Because Indianapolis, we can, we can let you change Indianapolis it. is in my up. account. So Indianapolis replaces Green so you're, Bay. Wait, so Green Bay you're getting rid of now? Yes, yes. Green so Bay doesn't fall Bay. to third? No, Green Bay's out. <laughs> like, I don't know why I like, okay. forgot about the Indianapolis. Green Bay's game. out. So, so you're taking the Colts minus two and a half. Correct. Okay. Well, I'm seeing okay. minus two, but okay, you, minus two and a half. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe it's minus two. I mean, it's okay. I can give you the two. It's, there's, there's enough twos out there. Yeah, But he'll take eight and a half. On the teeth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well then I'll only take eight, it. Mike. That's right. Oh my <laughs> God, this guy is unbelievable. He just loves jumping on me. He, any opportunity, Gilly, he just yes. goes up. Was my decor? By the way, Mikey, was my decorum okay today? Did I did I do a good job in decorum? You interrupted early. Uh, what? Who's your other one besides the Patriots? What was your other play? My my teaser yeah. is Patriots plus eight, yeah. not eight and a half. Yes, yes, plus eight. And Bengals plus oh, eight and a half. Bengals. And and just to fix this other thing here with Gilly, Gilly gets Indy minus two. Yeah. And now, so then we you haven't done your teaser yet, right, Gil? No, I have not. Okay. Uh, I'll okay. do mine now. I will take the Chargers and the Bengals. Chargers, Bengals, teaser. So LAC to plus nine. Yep. And the Bengals plus eight and a half. Yeah. Okay. Mikey. And then Mikey's the only one left. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to take... Uh, an unconventional teaser here. Well, ours was kind of We have to chase. I'm chasing yeah. Todd now. We're chasing. Or at least for the illusion that we're still in it. I want to take the Panthers up to 16 and a half. Oh, Brent. Brent's back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of untalked about value there. Yeah. And um, and then Wait, I'm on. Where's the Carolina? Who are they even playing? They're oh, at the Bills. Okay. They're at the Bills. Yeah, there we go. 
Carolina, I have up. To, we'll give you up to seventeen. How do you like that? Wow, we're gonna wow. Be nice. what a mensch! Should be sixteen. What that, a mensch! Okay. Yeah, what a mensch! And then Good. I'm gonna take the Bears up to ten. Because right. if, to, if Todd's are... one score, Vikings is right. true. That's well, a no. I had him. I had one second. I had him plus three and a half. So they're okay, plus nine, nine and, and a half. half. Okay. No, right. I get okay. the ten. <laughs> Final two questions, and then we're out. Final two questions. Uh, each and every Megapod concludes with. First one, which is the big favorite most likely to lose outright? Here are your candidates. Philadelphia, uh, nine and a half point favorites hosting Washington. Buffalo, ten and a half currently hosting Carolina. Miami, nine and a half hosting the Jets. Dallas, ten and a half at the Giants. Uh, Arizona, twelve and a half at Detroit. San Francisco, nine, nine and a half hosting Atlanta. Tampa Bay, eleven hosting New Orleans. Of all those teams, Derek, which is the most likely to lose outright? I, I, uh, I'm i going to go down the same path I, I did with uh, with the pick. I just think uh, Arizona is vulnerable this week. So I think the Lions uh, okay. have an opportunity to screw up this first-round draft pick, and uh, it's, it's ripe right now. <laughs> well, you know what? This would be the year to screw up. By the way, should they draft a quarterback? No. No. I, but, I, I mean, it's either going to be, what, Thibodeau or, or, or Hutchinson at this point. But there's a question. That, is there any value in trading back and going after? I mean, I think Pickett's going to just run up the board here. You see what I happens with quarterbacks. Yes, 100%. Is there a way you can drop down to five and do something and get Pickett for I don't. You can't, you can't take Pickett number one overall. But, I mean, the Lions need a quarterback. I just don't know if this is the right time to do it. Lions have two first-round picks this year and two first-round draft picks next year, so they've got a little bit of they've got a little bit of uh, inventory here. We were talking about this on a numbers game this morning, where like you know the quarterbacks, even though they're saying this is a terrible quarterback class, you know once that draft day comes, everyone's like we gotta get a quarterback. And there's like five teams that need one, Detroit being one of them. But you're right, you can't pick them at number one, and so it might be our draft here in Las Vegas. It might be a trade fest this coming April with Detroit. I think that's probably the way they play it. Is the window for the Lions to, to be a winning team, though, within a rookie contract? I mean, are they going to be competitive in the next five years? They may need to, be, well, to wait a few years to draft a quarterback. I mean, I think they had a pretty good pretty good draft last year, but, I mean, the amount of draft picks the team has is unbelievable. They got three out of the top 33 in next year's draft. They're going to have they're going to have two first-rounders in 2023. I mean, the haul for Stafford was pretty substantial. So... Um, and, and I believe also the Lions have the most room on the salary cap from a free agent perspective for for uh, for next year. So I I do think if you think if they think Pickett's the guy, then they got to figure out a way to get him and just figure out a way to get him not at one. Yeah. Uh, because that'll mess up mess up your cap for a long time. But uh, but if they don't think he's the guy, then then yeah, then you go you go uh, you go defensive end, you go you go receiver, and then. And then with your uh, second round pick, there's a couple of other choices. You like Dan Campbell in the end? <laughs> it's too early. I, 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 I really enjoy watching the Lions. Lions have actually become a very fun team they to have watch. They competitive. What was, fun, what was fun about that game last week? Just the That's way, a joke. Just the way you see Campbell manage the game. If Denver could have played are, the whole game with ten yeah. on offense and beaten them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, they also had a flu bug. I mean, that was not a that was not a good was, game. It was sort of no, junk. It was a horrific. Wait, wait, can NFL I? Game. Can I? Ask I'm sorry. Can I ask Derek a, a bookmaking question real quick before we're done, Mikey? Is that okay? Was that bad decorum? 
It's up to Derek. Derek. It's up to Derek. I don't know why okay. you're asking. It's fine. Me. I haven't okay. talked to Todd in a while. This is great. This, yeah, this so, should be the stick. So, the stick of every megapod should be Todd asking one too many questions the, and the guest walking. The off. last time Derek. No, talked no, to, Mike. You said I asked too many questions <laughs> and that was bad decorum. I'm sorry. The last time Derek was, talked to Todd was when Todd was yelling at Derek for smoking at Long Bar. That's the last <laughs> conversation I recall. I was yelling. I was yelling at Derek for <laughs> well, smoking at Long Bar. Complaining okay. about him smoking in his own joint. But anyhow. Oh, okay. Well, you know, the customers always. He's right. This is America. Until, it's not Israel. Unless they're um, not. <laughs> right. Okay. So anyways, Derek, here's my question. So Circa, obviously, you guys take all comers. Um, it's obviously you're looking to brand as the bookmaker to everyone. And I and obviously everyone, you've gotten great kudos for that. Here's my question. On the in-game stuff, you guys seem to be taking a little bit more of a conservative tack. And you're still doing in-game, of course, but you're not doing it to the extent some of these other places are doing it. Is there any plans to do that? And what, what is kind of the philosophy on that um, at Circa? If you're talking about we're, do, we're doing it more conservatively, if you're talking about menu, I completely agree. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, no, menu, I, menus, no question. I, I, I'll, I completely agree with that. As far as the action we take during a game, um, that, that I would contest. But if you're talking menu, I agree, and here's the reason. We uh, I, Here's what I mean, just to be clear. Like, I, here at DraftKings, I can bet Mary Mack against Long Island in-game, which is, like, so obscure and ridiculous, but I have all these games. And obviously you guys, you know, are not are, are steering away from that. That's kind of what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the deal: is is on menu size for in game, we're definitely going to be be less. But the reason is, is we'll take big bets, and although we use some of the various algorithm uh, products that are out there for review, we manually book every in game. And the reason we do that is so that we have the ability to take, you know, twenty or fifty thousand dollars on an in game bet. Um, you know, if you have a menu of let's say a hundred college basketball games, you got all the other games, you end up having to use these algorithms. And the way they do that is you do that with very little risk and you limit limit wager size dramatically. So we think it's better to focus on, on the larger and more important games and actually take substantial wagers than to provide someone the ability to bet 50 bucks on a Merrimack on an end game. Excellent question. I got it. Well, that excellent. Yeah, and, and an excellent and an excellent. Yeah. It sort of feeds into the whole brand, which is basically you want to take a big bet, and how are you going to be able to take a big bet if it's you know South Alabama State against uh, you know Longview or some nonsense like that, right? Yeah, I mean we'll dedicate if there's a certain game that comes up, we'll dedicate we'll dedicate resources to make sure we're we're we're, we're watching every every uh, every play every minute. But but the thing is we. Uh, as much as I trust the the formulas and the algorithms, there's a there's a certain element where um, I think games need to be watched, they need to be felt, um, and there's no algorithm that could determine whether or not the guy's sprained ankle is uh, is uh, severe, it's moderate, or it's mild. Um, so we'd rather take some substantial action and dedicate the resources, basically the labor hours, to to be able to watch these so we could take a take a good bet. Very cool. so, yeah. so, so basically, you guys are going to stay with that model, which makes sense, obviously, based on what you're saying. So you, you're not going to say, oh, we're, we got to do what all these other guys are doing. You're going to just do it your way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see us hiring an extra 100 people to watch watch offshoot games. I mean, 
um, when you just don't Makes get sense. that much action. I'd rather I'd rather take you know twenties and fifties on in game on the games people right. really like to watch. Yeah, interesting. Appreciate that, Derek, for being open about that. Uh, Mike and Todd, your uh, big favorites, most likely to lose outright. Mike, Eagles. Me too. Eagles. <laughs> Hands down. Top. My big favorite to lose outright is the uh, Niners against the Falcons. And I'd also like to ask Mike if, if that question was uh, okay for decorum. Mikey, was that okay? I heard Derek's answer. I didn't hear the question. I'm trying to put it together in my mind. Okay. <laughs> and you'll tell me. You'll tell me later if that was poor decorum for that question? It, it didn't Thank seem you. to be, but we'll do a deep okay. dive. Meanwhile, people are taking yeah. to Todd's defense on Twitter. Saying he's not that oh. bad, and Gil and I exaggerated. Oh. One guy said Schwartz had his eye on the door from the beginning of the podcast. Well, I, ne I never exaggerated. I'm on Todd's side. I'm, I'm totally on Todd's side. I, th I thought it was. Derek, I, yeah. this is. Yeah. Derek, when you, you know how it is. When you're like the pioneer, you oh, take great. arrows in Thanks. the back, and that's what's happened. Yeah. That's what's happened in your career, yeah. but you're just a tough guy. You can handle it. And now I'm know? no longer on his side. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it took. All right, uh, and then the final question. We live in a bizarre world where we must bet a side on every single one of these games, but you're allowed one free pass. What's the game you want absolutely no part of this week? Right now, I want no part of uh, of uh, this Browns game until we get a little more information on who's playing. So my, my, my element just would come down to um, who's got the most uncertainty relative to COVID. Yeah, I want no for for a similar reason. No part of Packers Ravens for, for until we know. Yes, because of Lamar. I, I yeah, you could answer this any number <laughs> yeah. of ways. I, I might say Raiders Browns too. Todd, Todd. Yeah, what about the Woofy game? What's going on there? They got everybody out, like you're saying. I have no interest in that one. Okay, all right. You could say Buffalo if you don't know if it's Josh Allen or Mitch Trubisky. There's a whole bunch. Of That's games another one. Yeah. yeah. All right, Derek. We'd thank like to you. say something, please. You know, just for the because we know. You have an audience that doesn't necessarily overlap with VSIN, even though they put it out the, the, the podcast. <laughs> yes. Derek and I will be in Iowa tomorrow. Oh, okay. Council Bluffs. We're flying out there with the team, continue to promote Circus Sports Iowa. Big game right across the river in, in Omaha, uh, Villanova at Creighton at 5 o'clock tomorrow. We're going in and out for a day. So we'll be at um, Barley's Bar in Council downtown Council Bluffs from around 2, 2.30 to probably around 10 o'clock tomorrow night meeting people and talking about spreading the good news about circus sports plus there it's free money bet it bet against creighton is free money they lost to arizona state they lost to air let me say that one more time creighton lost to arizona state at home do you understand how insane that is it's insane let me let me ask you this though because i think this is what everybody wants to know how do when you guys fly to iowa yeah you're private jetting to iowa directly is that how that works well. It depends. It depends. To be honest, it depends on the situation. We we uh, we love Delta. We love Southwest. But we got to do it in and out with eight people, and we got to get to in and out a, to an airport that doesn't have a lot of transportation. We got to be back Saturday morning for football because we got events here. We got to be down here Thursday night. So yeah, we chartered a plane to go in and out. When We're I gonna throw when, a council bluffs party. When I fly separately, he puts me on Spirit. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> right. Spirit, you literally you get there and they're like, "Would you like a seat?" You're yes. like, "What do you mean a seat? I thought I bought a seat." No, I'd, no, I like to stand. I'm okay standing. Gilly, then he goes. Then he goes on Mitch and Pauly. He comes up with this thing called No Hyperbole, which was uh, my idea. And, your thing, and then he goes, "Spirit Airlines is No Hyperbole. <laughs> Spirit Airlines, they're the worst." Has any award meant more to, to anybody than Mikey, than the Mitchies to Mike? Somebody pointed out to me, and I wasn't aware of this. I'm the first four-time Mitchie winner. I would, I would have never known. <laughs> but we're already developing the campaign for next winner, one for the thumb. 
Halle, Halle <laughs> one for the thumb in 2021. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little Pittsburgh Steeler reference. Uh, and then the last thing uh, is Bet Bash Two is a thing. Oh, it's yeah. a thing. Oh yeah, April for sure. Can't wait. Had We're, Spanky on yesterday. What a week on a numbers game. Oh, huh? Peta and Spanky, Rufus pretty as strong, well. Pretty strong week. Rufus was on again. I thought he was on no, Friday. No, on Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah. Well, that's one. Oh, Mikey, you yeah. thought Peta was good. You're, yeah. count, you're counting the, the calendar. Yeah. The calendar. Mike, Mikey, you enjoyed Peta's uh, appearance. Yeah. I, th I thought I'm it was surprised because yeah. because your mentor did like him. So <laughs> the one person you can't bring him up. You can't I, no, bring I'm, him up. Who, who am I bringing up? Who am I bringing up? You don't know who your mentor is. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Derek. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Bet Bash Two, by the way, uh, gambling networking things happening. Final Four weekend of March Madness, uh, organized by Spanky. Betters yeah. getting together, big names in betting, and I likened it to the early days of Sloan. You'll never get a chance to talk to. You know, so in such small groups, the guys like Roxy Roxborough, um, it's going to be awesome. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you much. Derek Stevens, who uh, runs the you, joint. Good to see you, Derek. Good to see you. Circus Sports. Um, and we're here at the D. Always come by if you can uh, to uh, not only see us at the D on Thursdays, but the greatest sports book in town, the greatest swimming pool in town at mm. Circa. Mikey, Todd, thank you for all of us. Uh, thank you for listening. Good luck with all your bets. Week 15 in the National Football League. Yeah. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.